Hi guys, you are tuned in to the fifth and final season of the Swing Flamingo podcast. We talk about swinging, non-monogamy, and all other adult topics. So if you're under 18, leave now. Even though we came into this podcast with over a decade experience, we have still changed and evolved since we have started recording. So follow along with us this final season to see what's coming next for us. Hey there, sexies. Welcome back to episode 49 of the Swingin' Flamingo podcast. Oh, too bad that the 49ers didn't win. Then we could have been like, 49 in and up. Yeah, the Chiefs put the stop to that shit. Which you are, we are probably more Chief fans. Just because proximity and the fact we've looked at moving there a couple times. It has zero to do with Taylor Swift, let me put it that way. Are you yeah. a Swifty? No, I'm not. You're not? No, I'm what, not. What if you said I was? Well, you probably are, but I'm not. <laughs> in fact, I actually know you probably listen to her while you work out. <laughs> Hey, it's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. Let me assure you. Yes. And that's about the only Taylor Swift song I know, unfortunately. <laughs> you probably know more. Don't lie. <laughs> hey, I'm loyal to my girl, Brittany, not necessarily Taylor. Mm-hmm. Well, baby, hit me one more time with what we've been doing lately. Hey, do you know what our most downloaded episode was? It was the one where I opened with George Jones, of all things. What did I tell you? George Jones makes everything better. Okay. You're sitting there like, please don't do this again. Oops. I did it again. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing the Britney songs. <laughs> Are you speechless? <laughs> That's not one of her songs. Oops. No, speechless. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a womanizer comment thrown in there. Nope. I was trying not to keep going through this podcast with them. Dear God, how did we venture so far off track so fast? Oh, because I have squirrel moments constantly. I think we identified that. <laughs> so let's get real for a minute. Let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to lately. Where do we start? There's not a lot to talk about, surprisingly. No. We say that. It's pretty serious this time. Let's be honest. My work travel's been wacky. We've been in the process of looking for a new place. Part of it is we haven't really felt... Going out with people? We haven't been very people lately. No. But through all that, the last month, we actually went to a funeral, and so I think that kind of affected us a little bit. We went to a couple of them, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. And not to make a lot of a death here, but you were getting ready for a neighbor's mother's funeral, which we knew of her. She lived in the neighborhood for a little bit. You were putting on your jacket, and you stuck your hands in your pockets, and out came the little tiny finger hands. And I'm like, I don't want to make a lot of the situation, but please don't break those out at the funeral. Now, she would have loved it because... She was pretty spry for her age. Oh, I didn't yeah. went, Until I saw the obituary, I didn't realize how old she was. Yeah, she she was a hoot. Let me say that. I could see you up there giving a eulogy with the little hand finger hands on the microphone. We're gathered here today. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> she wouldn't have wanted it any other way, let me tell you. So realistically, what have we been doing lifestyle-wise? Well, we did go to Miss Kitty's birthday party. I think she turned 30. Happy 30, girl. <laughs> By your standards, that's too young for me to play with. What the fuck? No, 30 is okay. It's What's... in 20s. Is not okay. If it has a 2 on the front side, it's a no? Yes. 29? Depends on the person. Wow. 
That's stretching it. Now, those are your rules, not mine, right? Yeah. So, therefore, they're my rules. Yes. Because nowadays you can't tell when someone's like 18. I mean, just look, there was a missing girl the other day that was 12, and she looked. Yeah, the Amber Alert. 25. 25, 30 year old woman. Yeah. They said she was 12. It's like, how? I mean, legitimately, how do they look that age? Yeah. That's the reason I'm just like, nope. For sure, no one under 25. Without proper ID? <laughs> yep. You don't think I'll ask for it? Yeah, I do. I do. I know you will. <laughs> you got to cover your bases nowadays, I guess, you know, based on what yeah. we're seeing. Yeah. They're looking older the younger they get. It's crazy. How do you keep looking younger, though? How do you manage that? Is oh. it oil volet? Yes. I started putting anti-aging stuff on early on. Is that what you are pouring on me in my sleep the other night? <laughs> that was firming stuff. God damn. Am I not firm enough for you? Is that what you're saying? You like your men in your mattresses firm? (laughs) So I want to make a sexual joke here, but I just can't get it out because I'm laughing. Please do. I want to hear. Let's see what comes from this creative mind of yours. I was making sure the teepee was very firm. (laughs) God damn it. Hey, my pup tent may only be enough for room for one, but it's a good one that fits in there. Oh, God. All right. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Where were we? No, at this point. I'll get you back on track. So this will be the last time we smoke crack before a podcast. <laughs> Let me put it that way. So Miss Kitty's birthday party, which started at the dive bar. Yes. So before we go to the bar, we start dinner. And I purchased these brand new thigh-high cowboy boots. Then I had fishnet stockings on and a t-shirt. Now, we're in Texas, so you can wear kind of whatever. People don't care. But I felt so like, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I was about to pee my pants because I didn't want to get up because there was kids in there. Even though I had booty shorts on. You know what I mean? Like, just the thought of it. I was just like, oh, God, what am I wearing? You didn't look too bad, though. We had a table of, what, 20 there in the restaurant. And I have to say, there was not a girl at the table that was less than a double D. Yeah. There were some uh, booblicious girls at our dinner. And outfits. (laughs) Yeah, there there were... (laughs) Uh, Ever, everyone was just like, oh, God, we got to put on a freaking cover-up to go to the bathroom. We were being noticed. And no way slutty. It's just our girls are all very busty, and the tops were somewhat revealing. Mm-hmm. So nothing improper. We, If you didn't know we were lifestyle people, it wouldn't even come up in conversation. But our girls were looking banging. I don't, I don't think lifestyle people dress down when they ever leave the house, except no. for us going to Texas Roadhouse on a Sunday night. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wear my sweatpants wherever I want to wear them. And you can pay for your own tab, too. <laughs> Just be glad I ain't wearing my moo-moo. I am grateful for that. But so then we ended up at the bar for Miss Kitty's birthday, and this bar had changed location, so it was the first time we were there. And what's crazy is that someone had rented out the whole freaking bar, so here we are coming with 40 people. We got stuck outside in, like, I swear it was 20 degrees. Yeah, they had fire stands or fire pits, but they just didn't quite cut it in that weather. No. There at the end, it started misting on us because it was an open-air roof. So we're like, yeah, we're t-. we end up taking the party back to the hotel, which it just escalated from there. 
here's the deal. We didn't reserve a floor of rooms there at the hotel. It was just kind of sporadic rooms spread throughout the beam in there. No, it was supposed to be one floor. And I don't know why. It makes me mad that hotels don't do that. When you request like rooms by each other, there's a reason. So it's frustrating that they won't do that. Well, we ended up in and out of, I think, three different rooms until we finally settled in the smallest one, which was odd because there were approximately 20 to 30 people in one hotel room with one bed. So it was wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder people. Yeah. So we moved rooms to another room, come back. I had piled decorations on me, walking down the hall to the elevator. It was crazy. We just kept moving rooms as well as the decorations. We had the lighting and the decorations for Kitty's birthday. It just it seemed to be a little caravan of... Well, and that's the problem. Like I was saying, if they would have put us like all in a row, then the noise complaint wouldn't have happened. And so that's poor management on the hotel. And I don't blame the guy at the first room. He was trying to get a night's rest. And I, I don't blame him for kind of knocking on our door and say, would you guys keep it down? But you know, there were multiple rooms to pick from. So we just started moving rooms till nobody was complaining on us. Yeah. And so surprisingly... I actually was by the door and was stepping out because it was so loud that it was bothering me. And typically, you're the one that the noise and stuff bothers. And this time, it was actually affecting me. You were in the room, and I was in and out. I did step out a couple times. I know you were saying something wrong. I said, no, I just I need to get a break from the sound because it you, you couldn't talk at a normal voice level. And there's a couple that were exceptionally loud and obnoxious yeah. to the point that we're like, these people are irritating us. The party was pretty sexy. You notice that some people, it started being a little bit too much sensory and maybe a little yeah. bit too much action for them, that they started weaning out and slowly disappearing or hooking up, whatever. But it seemed like at certain times there were people, two at a time, just disappearing. Did you not want to play in the middle of everybody? No, that's not my, that's not, I'm down, I'm not down for that. That would have been crowded even by Naughty Norland standards. I think that would have been a step up even from the playrooms. Is, again, there's people standing against the bed to the wall. So yeah. You, You'd had to put on a show if you were doing it. There was nothing discreet about any of it. No. I mean, people were going to the bathroom and everyone was watching them go to the bathroom. Because there's nowhere else to stand. No. <laughs> I'm in the shower for a reason. I'm not taking a shower. This is just the only <laughs> square footage I can afford. Oh, so let's talk about another event we went to. I know I'm kind of skipping around on our order, but that's okay. So we went to a Mardi Gras-themed party. And I decided to invite... One of my friends who, she's vanilla, but I don't know that she's vanilla vanilla. You're calling her French vanilla now? Yeah, I probably would say that. Only because um, she's, uh, what'd you say, bi-curious? Yeah, I would say she's probably bi or bi-curious. She's made out with some girls and she likes it, you know. So anyways, she went and I was kind of nervous because she has anxiety, but she did really good. I was shocked. You two were both wilding up pretty hard. I've been tightening down my diet, maybe looking at a show later this year. So it's been no alcohol for me. So I was like, you two girls go be crazy. I'll be your DD for the night, which was hard. I, here's the other deal. I wasn't totally feeling the mood of going to this meet and greet. We had this, this group does great meet and greets. In between the last one we went to and this one, there was one that I'd came back from the gym. The meet and greet was in two hours. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, how badly are you wanting to go? And you said two. I said, good, because I want to stay home as well. I just, we haven't been feeling the people bit. I kind of had to force myself to go out to this one. But it, it was a good time. I just, I wasn't super active in it. I was kind of a little bit of a wallflower. I mean, I spoke to some friends of ours, and we met some new people. We actually got a few numbers. 
And surprisingly, there was a lot of people over the years that we have been in the DFW, like that word is popping up that we haven't seen in probably six, seven years. And I was like, oh my gosh, that couple's over there. We haven't talked to them. We were friends with them and just had a falling out. Lots of people we didn't realize were still in the lifestyle showed yeah. up. Now you brought up a good fact here that there were approximately 500 people at this meet and greet. Again, yeah. these are big meet and greets. Yeah, we, we've been to hotel takeovers that haven't had 500 people. So you brought up the fact, at what point do these Friday meet and greets start affecting the club owners' businesses? Because there were people from Eden, and there were a lot of Colette people there. So at what point do the managers of these clubs start going, hey, our, attendance, yeah. our attendance is dropping off on Fridays? Well, and I know that the other meet and greets that they had, people came and then they left in time to go to the clubs, where this one... Uh, we left there close, well, it was after midnight, and everyone was still there. That's what's crazy. I think part of that you can attribute to how well they're run. These are, these are really amazing meet and greets. Again, I wasn't in the mood, but the music was spot on. The only thing about it, again, there was 500 people in a medium-sized bar. It was probably over capacity. So the ability to move and mingle. We would see people across the bar that we wanted to speak to, but there's no fucking way we could have cut through the crowd. No, a lot of people we just kind of gave a head nod to. Now, with that said, the bar staff on point. I don't feel like we waited. I mean, obviously you waited a little bit, but they were on point. And drinks were good. Drinks were reasonably priced. Reasonably priced. For, for a downtown Fort Worth bar. Yes. The DJ actually did really well. Everyone was dancing everywhere. I mean, to the point where I got so hot. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got so hot that I had to take my pants off. <laughs> so you're in a corset and a booty shorts and a tutu? Yeah. But, I mean, people, girls were taking their pants off every which way because everyone was so hot in there because everyone was just having a good time dancing and bouncing around. Now, I do want to tell everyone, because this is a notable thing about this bar, the dance floor is over a pool. So in the summer, next month, I think they're opening the pool up. So it was bouncing like, it scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, the floor that they put over it was flexing with 500 people on it. I didn't realize what you were talking about first. And yeah. what's funny, on the side of the dance floor, there was a no diving. And we're like, what the fuck does that mean? And someone told us later that there's an indoor pool under there. Yeah, it just looks like a big deck. And so it just kept moving. And everyone was kind of doing the same beat. And so my friend, she was just like, oh, my God, like, this floor is insane. And so I, I stood over there for a little bit, and I was like, we got to get off this. I, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, what's the capacity of the floor is the big question. <laughs> I don't care how many people you can fit in. How many will that floor hold up before you go into the water? Well, and that's what's crazy is we were all bouncing, you know, down at the same time because we were bouncing with the beat. So, But it held up. I was shocked. Your friend did pretty well. We got to give her credit. This was her first experience, which you've told her what we do and how some of this works. So she wasn't totally shocked. I know you were dancing with someone at one point. She and I were talking. I said, did you see the girl up showing her butt on the balcony with the tail butt plug? And she's like, yeah, I saw that. She's living her best life. So <laughs> she wasn't, you know, a vanilla person would have been freaked out about it. But she was just like, that's very interesting. And she's young, too. So for her to she's assimilate, in her 20s. For her to assimilate <laughs> in that environment, she did really good. Well, and you know what's crazy is that she's actually insecure about her body. And so the fact that, like, I had this corset on, my boobs were up to my chin, and she was seeing everyone. And that's one reason I told her to come, because I was like, you're going to be comfortable. I was like, no one, you know, there's not judgments here. And I will say on the dance floor, she did point out that a girl was being um, fingered out there dancing. 
She goes, I don't care, but it just caught me off guard when you look over there and this guy is like figuring this girl and then everyone's just kind of like, all right. I said, that's the thing about our group is that we are so open and we just, you know, we really try not to shame people. We stopped off to eat before we took her back to her condo and we were asking what she thought of it. She was like, well, when Kimmy would start kissing a guy or start showing her boobs, she said, I'd kind of just have to turn the side and look up and be like, well, the lighting's really nice in here. She said, I didn't know how to act, you know, when you are making out with somebody that's not me right there beside her. She was like, I didn't really want to interrupt your business or sit there and gawk. She said, that part made me awkward. I didn't know what to do, which I can understand that. How many times have we been to an event with a new person and they're like, oh my God, those people in that room are fucking right in front of us. It's like, yeah, that's what a lot of people do at these. Yeah. What's funny is I had pre-warned her that maybe you would be doing it, and then it was me. Good job, babe. I was showing my boobs. I was kissing people. I even kissed her at one point. How did I miss that? <laughs> was she hit on that much? I know some people would come up and be chatting with her. What What was the interactions there? Did you catch? Honestly, people were curious who she was being with us because they know that... You know, we don't typically bring a lot of single females around us. So they were curious who she was. And then she is really cute. And so people were kind of geared, like kind of getting closer to us and trying to talk to her and this and that. She had a handful of guys talking to her. Now, towards the end, the craziest thing is that a couple was talking to us and her. And I had walked over to go get my drink or do something. And they just flat out told her. Because, you know, they were asking, you know, is this your first event? And she said yes. And so they just basically was like, make sure this is your decision. You don't do anything you don't want to do. And just kind of giving her the... 411. Yeah. Which at first when she told me, I was like, wait a minute. Are they trying to say that I'm going to do something to you? But then I started thinking, you know, that's actually good for them to do. Because what if it's someone else? Because we do, I do that with other people. And, you know, it was good because that just reassured her of, hey, do do what you want. Go at your own pace kind of deal. It was solid advice unless they were being shady towards us, being like, hey, watch out for Lee and Kimmy. But we're not predators by any means. But again, they didn't know us either. So, yeah, they didn't that, know us. That would have been solid advice. And I and I can see that they were around us um, all night in our area and stuff. And so, like, I was holding her hand. She was following me. So maybe they thought that we were trying to make claim to her and you know be possessive but what they didn't know was you know the actual story of who she is and her background and stuff like that and she doesn't like people to touch her and so that's the reason I was holding on to her like kind of guarding her I guess from an outside view that would have been a good observation because we were we did have her under our wing yeah. You know, you'd go off with somebody or dance or restroom or bar trip or whatever, and I would make it a point to stay close to her. So if you're from the outside looking in, we were probably looking like a possessive couple of our unicorn, honestly. Yeah. No, I can see that. Now I feel kind of bad. Maybe we should have just turned her loose a little bit and let her. Do you think that would have been good or no, bad? No. I don't, wouldn't she, worked. she wouldn't have been ready for it. Now, the next party, if she comes, and I think she will because she, she was really comfortable with all of our friends in our group. So I think that that the next one, she would maybe go off a little bit more and talk to people. Well, she does it for a living, so it shouldn't be too far <laughs> stretched for her. No, exactly. Well, after that night, that was on a Friday night. Then on Saturday, it took me a while to recover. Could have been all the tequila I drank. And then 
we got up and we went to a house party, which was actually a Valentine's party. So it was kind of backwards. We did Mardi Gras the night before and then Valentine's the next night. So you want to talk about the Valentine's party? I could. It was a house party that we got invited to. I'll be honest, all day I kind of had anxiety. I wasn't really looking forward to it. But about the midpoint of the day, I said, I'm just going to go enjoy myself. Fuck it. That's something I tell people is you can be having a bad day, but if you put your mind to it, you can relax and enjoy an event. That's basically what I did. About the half point of the day, I said, I've been waiting on this. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to see it through regardless if I'm in the mood or not. I'm, I'm going to fake it till I make it. And amazingly, it was one of these parties that I just kind of rolled into and enjoyed myself. Now, I wasn't super outgoing. I was by far not the life of the party, which I never am, but I also wasn't a wallflower at this one. No. It, it was a big step up from the night before, and I felt good about myself. It just... Hey, I was, I was in a better mood than the night before. Let's go make the most of it. And I'm damn sure not going to go in a bad mood and try to drag everybody else's shit down. Now, with that said, let me give a little wrap of this party. A lot of people we didn't know. And I was shocked that we didn't know a lot of these people because the party was in our hood, basically. I'm beginning to feel that we don't know anybody in the area when we really look at it. I think so, which too. Which is crazy yeah. to think. But a lot of good-looking people. We did meet a lot of people, and we got some uh, contacts and stuff like that. Um, lingerie party. There was a stripper pole, playroom, music. Like, it was a good party and was fun. These people set up their household to host house parties. Yes. Sometimes it's just at somebody's house, but then some people have a setup that is catered to it. And what's funny is this was out in their shop. But upstairs, there was a full, full-pledged playroom. Yep. There was an apartment with two rooms. He had his office. And then you go through a secret bookcase into the playroom, which was two beds, a shower, uh, St. Andrew's Cross, outlets Spanking all over bench. for toys. Yeah, yeah, it was they had an amazing playroom. It was really cool. We had to sneak out of there just because I still was kind of rough from the night before. By rough, you mean hungover? Yes. <laughs> and I was drinking straight whiskey that night. And so it was... I was like, it's fixing to hit me because I'm fixing to crash. We got to go. <laughs> you and I both said, damn, this is a good looking crowd. And there were some other newbies that were we were chatting up and they said the same thing. They said, fuck, this is a big gathering of good looking people. Yeah. I, I, another one of those that I can't I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I was said no to playing with. You know, I don't know if it was a mutual husband, wife, four way connection, but there was not a woman there that wasn't attractive. There's not a woman there that I would have been like, no, I don't think so. And there was a lot of guys there who were actually good looking. Sometimes you're mis mismatched on couples, but, you know, this one was fairly decent. And a lot of the guys weren't real pushy. They were real chill. And that's one thing that makes me attractive to them. It's not necessarily their looks, but it's the way that they make me feel. They said that party had a different feel. They said usually it's a lot more dancing and then fucking, which we were kind of saying goodbyes in the kitchen. And somebody came in and said, oh, it's getting wild out there in the dance floor in the playroom. And we're kind of like, well, we're already on the way out the door. We've already got dressed. I'm not going to get back undressed and go in there. I don't think I would have made it much longer because I was so, I was very hungover. And then drinking whiskey on top of that, I was done. <laughs> and plus the rando house party play, is that, that one's never happened for us. Yeah. Of, of the things we have and haven't done, that's, that's not been one. Well, hopefully we get another invitation. Again, that was a super sexy crowd. It would be nice to get to know some of these people more and, Either call them away from the rest of the crowd for our own benefit or hook up with somebody there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Again, that's just a couple things. It's crazy how sometimes we can do five things in a weekend, and there's sometimes where we do two things in a month and a half period. I told you we have turned down more dates than we've gone on in the past six weeks. It just It's one of those things we haven't been feeling it. You and I have been spending a bunch of time together. I've had trade shows. 
you joined me up in uh, North Dallas for a trade show. We did Valentine's Day. Sometimes I think it's good just to reconnect with your partner and not force it. And me not being in the mental mind state, it's best that I don't force it. It's there when I'm ready for it. Yeah, and I say this all the time. I mean, you travel during the week, and then when you come home, and then you're immediately, let's go out to this and hang out with people. And then, you know, you're trying to make the connections with the other people. And it just, we needed to kind of take a step back because it wasn't good for us. You even brought up, you said, is something wrong with you? Because you have a DM full of wives wanting to play, and you're not choosing to go anywhere. I've just not been in the mood. And I guess, you know, sometimes we can say that and still be lifestyle. Just if it doesn't fit, don't force it. I know that we were just talking about how we needed to kind of step back and take a break for a minute. And one of the reasons is because we kind of have felt disconnected from the lifestyle group here. One of the reasons, when we went back to Oklahoma to a funeral, it was one of our car club's family. And it just made me realize that I really miss the connections that you have the family connection of people. And I feel like we're pouring everything into this lifestyle and we live this lifestyle, but the family feel of it is lacking. We do have a few people, don't get me wrong, we do have a few that I would hands down say is family. But as a whole, I have really been missing that. And when we went back to the funeral, there are probably 30 hot rods that came in and just a lot of people standing up, people really being there for each other. And the funeral was for everyone, not, you know, and so it just made you feel like family again. Everyone missed us. We hadn't seen people in years. Maybe we only see them once a year and they genuinely cared about what we had going on and what we were doing in our life. Yeah. To elaborate off what you said a little bit better, one of our car club family lost their 13 year old boy to congenital heart failure. Is that the correct word? Now, we don't see them, but now maybe once a year. We drove back five hours for the funeral. We didn't tell them we're coming. You know, it's not something we're going to we're gonna be there for them regardless. As you mentioned, there were 30-some hot rods. These hot rods drove from six different states. And yep. this was Oklahoma. There were people from Kansas, Missouri, Colorado, Oklahoma, Arkansas. And when we walked in, you know, the car club people that we started with 10 years ago came up and said, you know, we love you guys. Thanks for being here. During the one of the eulogies, one of the car club members stood up and he said, I'm one of the boys, 13 fathers. Again, they were, it was such a tight knit group. And, you know, I were kind of reminiscing in the drive back that we, we miss that family environment. Again, we, it's not that we don't have any good friends here. It's just the car club scene that we were in was so much tighter and so much, I'm going to say welcoming at times. I have no doubt that I could call any of those people in that car club and they would drive to Dallas to help us with something. We get irritated with local people that they won't drive 15 minutes for dinner. I think just adding with the lifestyle burnout, that's affected us pretty hard recently. Well, and I feel like also there's been a change in the lifestyle over the last, well, since COVID. And so I think that that's part of it. And we're really seeing this. So those that are our friends, we're really holding on to because we do really enjoy their friendships. But the ones that we know don't give two cents. I'm not going to come and waste my time to talk to you if I see you in public. There's a lot more French vanilla and lifestyle adjacent than there ever has been. Yeah. Anyway, let's get on a little bit of a better subject than that. And it's not all doom and gloom with us. There have been other people that have reached out to us as well and said, hey, we're having lifestyle burnout. Our advice is to take a step away. It'll be here when you get back. 
yeah. or when you're ready to, or insert yourself as you see needed. You know, if you need to do it once a month instead of every weekend, hey, that's an option too. There's plenty of stuff to do. I just got to thinking, isn't this the part of the program where we tell everybody, buy our trips, buy our dildos, buy our OnlyFans, log on to something else where they can hear uh, content that we're not quite putting as much effort into as here? Isn't that the point <laughs> of the show? Don't we have anything to hawk? We have nothing. Man. Now, with that said, I want to thank everybody that reached out to us after the first episode, noting that this is our last season. And we had somebody say, I wish you'd do it every week. And I'm like, yeah, I wish the fucking Easter Bunny was real, too. But let's <laughs> let's let's both get realistic here. Yeah. One thing we like to do is feed off of stuff that's sent to us to make our shows off of. We had a question recently, which is pretty uncommon for us, but we thought we might as well cover it. So the question is, a friend and I were talking about men's physical responses as they age. She said, guys, just don't get hard with kissing. I said, that's not age at all. It's 100% not just age. I know many mature men that can take a kiss, a whisper, or a phrase and get hard with it. Others require more attention, foreplay, etc. Some guys need more physical touch to get going than just simple making out. I'll let you start. What's your thoughts? First of all, that's true in women, too. But I know we're talking about men. Second of all, should he use the firming lotion? No, I'm just kidding. Slather that shit on me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> just jacking. Now, I think that obviously we all know that a lot of things go into effect. And I'm just going to say, look, we're kind of talking about ED is how I feel. Are arousal and ED the same? I know they kind of go hand in hand, but are they the same thing? I think you can be aroused and not necessarily get an erection simply for the fact that your blood pressure could be off, which affects your flow to your penis. You could be stressed. There could be a lot of reasons why you maybe are not getting the erection, or it could be you've trained yourself because in the vanilla world, you've trained yourself not to get hard. So if someone, let's say you're dancing or kissing someone, you just automatically don't pop a boner. You know, that's a deprogramming deal, I feel like. That was my struggle for the longest when we first got into this is, you know, me and wife number one would go to strip clubs. I intentionally didn't get hard. Just be like, oh, I don't want to pop a boner while this girl's in my lap. That's embarrassing. Now it's a different issue. <laughs> now I have to fight it to keep it down. Kind of going with what you're saying, though, a lot of it goes to men's health. Yeah. For the last month, I have been without my testosterone injection, and there's been a noticeable drop from my side. I started back on it this weekend, and it's already on the ramping up to where it was. So, hence the firming cream. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, just... smart ass. <laughs> smart ass. No, I just and I. Think, you see the look I'm giving you. Yeah, I know, and I'm sure the listeners can feel it through there. Sizzling. But I feel like we need to be honest and open about about this issue because there's nothing wrong with it, and we shouldn't shame the guys for whatever they have going on. Now, on the flip side, and I've said this in the past, guys, be honest. Hey, I mean, for me, I've had a total hysterectomy. And so therefore, my hormones are different. And I don't always get lubed up. You know, even though I'm aroused and I want to go, I immediately have to say, hey, grab the lube. But that doesn't mean I am not in the mood or attractive or want someone. That just means the secretions just are not going to come. Or I purposely am not hydrated enough because that's another reason. Let's talk about the speed of it. Did younger guys, I've never played with a guy, so I'm going to have to ask uh, your uh, input on that. Do younger guys, when you were younger, sometimes take longer to build up to an erection? Or was it always just pop, here it is? All I go off is my personal experience with myself, so I don't have a vast experience to pull from. Ooh, 
So this is kind of a tricky one because yes and no, some guys will get hard and then they come quick and then they're done because they're just like, oh my God. But in the lifestyle, those that know they come quick or they, you know, it gets erected real quick. They earlier on, I would notice that they would start being distracted. And so like when I was playing with them or kissing them and then they would automatically get hard, I would notice that. I felt like they weren't interested in me because they were like, you know, don't go, don't go, don't okay. go. You have to think about something else to yes. keep it up. And so when you're with someone and you're intimate and you're kissing them or you're in their face and you notice that their eyes glaze over because they're trying to think of something else, then you automatically think, oh, they're not into me. You can see them doing their tax returns in their head as you're fucking. Yes. Wow. Yes. And the older people and with me being older now, I am just like. You're not into me. I'm out. But when I was younger, like in our 20s and 30s, and we were playing with someone, I was really like wanting them, you know, I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. They're going to be into me. They're going to be into me. Well, now I'm like, nope, deuces, I'm out. So it could be kind of on both sides. And that's the reason you need to really communicate and be honest and let your play partner know what's happening. Do you have any preconceived notions when somebody tries to either rush into the penetration real fast or extend the foreplay? No, because I've done both. Now, with that said, I have lubrication issues. And so there's been times where I've really been into someone and I can tell that I'm starting to kind of lube up and stuff. And I'll be like, nope, let's go. Get in me right now. And you've looked at me because you guys are, you know, you're over there and you, you and her are just starting, you know, still in your foreplay section and you're like you guys were already fucking and I was like yeah because I was I was ready let's go and then once I'm done you know me I'm done now to answer the question have we answered the question (laughs) I don't think there is a clear-cut answer you know even from my experience I like foreplay so I'm fine with it but I find the occasional woman's just like in now and she could be having the same thing as you she's like hey I've got this certain window that I'm gonna stay lubricated I'm turned on I'm there now I want to fuck we've met the occasional woman that's not into foreplay to yeah. me, that's to me that's not a really good compatible partner because I like it a little bit longer, a little bit passionate. So, you know, the ones that's like, I just want to fuck. I just want to be bent over and fucked. I'm like, uh, I'll try, but that's not really my jam. Now, with that said, though, you've got to really talk about with your partner. If you're going out, you're hooking up with someone at a bar, you immediately bring them into the hotel. You guys, you know, immediately go into this quickly. That's kind of on you for not talking to them a little bit because we've had partners that we go back to the hotel, whatever, and then I'll be like, don't take it personal if I get lubed or don't get lubed. It has nothing to do with you. I've had a hysterectomy. It just happens. I would like to hear from a guy that that's actually bothered, though. I can't imagine. You know, Younger guys, I I would say yes. The because, older because ones. Because they're used to the girls that are already yeah. juicing. Yeah. Younger ones, I don't think it, I mean, the older guys, I don't think it bothers as much because they understand that things happen. Just like as women, we should understand firmness happens here or there and we need to go with it. I've been with people that couldn't fully get hard, but we've done other things. It's not, it shouldn't be an issue. Now, if you feel like they're not into you, that's when, you know, you guys need to kind of be honest, you men need to be honest like hey i'm my testosterone's low my blood pressure's high i'm trying to focus because i have i have this i mean we know men that they have to go and do a shot beforehand we know men that have pumps have to go do a pump you know just different things that they're 
I would say those men are actually very honest about what they have going on. And it's not going to turn me off. If anything, I'm going to be like, thank you. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been giving a blowjob and they're in and out, in and out of being soft, hard. And I truly think, what am I doing wrong? So then I'm in my head because I'm playing with someone that I'm not necessarily familiar with. And so it may, it gets in my head where I'm like, well, shit, maybe they, they're not attracted to me. Maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe they don't like my pooch on my belly. You know, like you, it affects the girls where if they say, hey, this happens. I've drank too much. I've done this. I've done that. Oh, okay. What do I need to do to help? You bring up a good point there. We had a couple that flew into town two weeks ago that we're supposed to go out on a date with. And I was in the middle of my having zero testosterone. If it had come to play, I would have had to just politely step out because I, I couldn't have been into it. You know, I've been on it t- uh, TRT for 10 years now and been without for a month or to six weeks. The shit just wasn't working for me. So if they had said, y'all want to play, I would just had been like, hey, it's not you. It's me. It is 100% me. I can't right now. It had been up and down at best. I mean, it had been another Naughty New Orleans ha- performance. And, yeah, and you have told p- girls that. Now, with that said, though, I feel like you should have said that, and then we could have played differently. I don't think just cancel the play. I think okay. it could have, you know, we could have done something different. I could have watched. I wouldn't have been opposed to that from you that situation. You could have just done oral. You could have, you know what I mean? Like, you could have, there's so many other yeah. things. I'm just thinking from my aspect, being like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. You're just thinking I got to get it in. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I know it wouldn't have been working that night. So there was no point even pretending like it was, that's, that's the deal. I'm not even going to pretend like it was going to be there for me. Yeah. But but again, you know, like there's other things you can do. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I can bring everybody cheese and wipe off everybody's foreheads during the. Would you like a I, snack? Would I've you been like the towel girl before. Yeah, you have. Towel girl you. and lube girl. God I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So do you feel we hit that one adequately? I hope so. Yep. If not, reach out to us and we'll do it again. So now we always try to do a topic. And one of the topics I wanted to do was kind of based off my friend, my vanilla friend, because she was talking how she goes to vanilla bars and everyone's just there to hook up. And then she comes to our group. And like we said earlier, she saw someone being fingered. We saw she saw someone going down on someone, you know, some different things like that, that she had made the comment that she would feel ashamed by seeing that or witnessing that in a vanilla bar. And she had on a turtleneck, I guess you would say. She couldn't have been any more covered up to go to a lifestyle event than what she was, unless she'd worn a moo-moo. Yeah. And what it stems from is that she does have large breasts. And so she's always been, you know, like, you throw your breast out and oh my God kind of deal. So she's been shamed about him. And so she was very self-conscious. And that's the reason I was like, come to my group. You will see. I've got dimples. My ass is very, very porcelain right now. And I'm going to take my pants off. My boobs are up to my chin and my nipples are barely out. We're going to roll with this. That was one thing that I was talking to her about the difference in the slut shaming. Then when we, the next day, you and I were talking about it, and we were like, but there is slut shaming, but it's different, maybe. So our topic is slut shaming. I think that we should talk about this because we were kind of having a debate on this. I think that's a good topic to cover. It's been on my mind in a roundabout way anyway. So I think this will be as good a place to discuss it as any. Let's look at some of the reasons why people slut shame each other. Or slut shame yourself. Let's add that one in there too. Yeah, we can get to that. Yeah, that's kind of what brought this to my mind as well. So... Let's start with why we slut shame others. So let's do the obvious. 
jealousy. Why would somebody be jealous and slut shame? What's your thoughts there? It's going to kind of go into body shaming, I guess. I mean, you're just programmed at a young age to be jealous of what other people have, what other people look like. If a girl or a guy is getting a lot of attention, then you're jealous of that. You could be. And so that's why you're going to start being like, oh, look at that guy over there making out with him. Look at that girl over there giving him head. That's slut shaming. Well, if your friend had a big urge to be that open and saw you out there kissing multiple guys the other night, she could be like, oh, Kimmy's a slut. I actually stuck my head down um, Miss Kitty's skirt and she kind of turned her head. So she immediately could have been like, oh, God, look at her. But if she had talked shit about you, it could have just been stemmed on the fact that, hey, she would like to have been the one doing it. Yeah, exactly. Based on jealousy, I'm just going to get a little bit off topic here, but there's so much hate for Patrick Mahomes and the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there's a culture of people hating successful people. Yeah. And that would be a jealousy thing. I'm going to cut you off there. It's like in the lifestyle, the jealousy could be because that person that you're jealous of is so secure in their life and their sexuality that they're okay with doing it open. And that, you know, that's another one, insecurity. Oh, that's a perfect way to segue into that. That could also fall into the situation of a guy that's very controlling of his wife. And, you know, we're only playing with girls, but yet she sees you making out with these different guys. There's a bit of jealousy from her. She's like, hey, I wish I could have the freedoms Kimmy has or whatever. And that, again, jealousy just and insecurities just grow from that. I want to kind of touch on our dynamic for a minute on what you had just said. You know, you've started playing separately. And I have to kind of, when I talk to some of my friends about how they're feeling, because everyone, you know, is checking in with me, I've had to kind of do a check on my feelings and tell people I'm not insecure about you going out and having sex with people. Sometimes I get insecure, kind of like you just said, about how much time you're spending with other people. And I'm like, well, he's not spending a lot of time with me. We're not, you know, you're going out on these dates and I'm not doing that. Because when we go out, we're going to other lifestyle stuff. So I get kind of insecure about how I'm feeling. Well, I'm going to stop you right there and say that actually with the few dates that I've been on has made me grow. Because I also realized if I can plan a date from scratch for me and another woman, I can for me and you. And I did that recently as well. I told you, hey, dress country, we're going out. And I took you out to dinner and then we went and took two-step lessons. Yeah. Well, and that's a, and I want to point out, I'm not insecure about you guys going and doing that, but it just kind of like sets you back where you think, am I insecure about this? You know, like it makes you think like, oh God. And then I could be, you know, like, oh, well, you're going out and kind of shaming you for being with all these other women. Is there a resolution to this though? Because it sounds like from your side, there's stuff to work through. No. And that's what I'm saying. There's not though, but it makes me wonder because people are questioning me and I don't care if you go out and have sex. That's that's not it. And so I feel like we're starting to get off topic on this. I think we're good. Everything's good. I was just saying like I could have that insecurity. But as a couple, I think there's where you have to have the conversations. You have to be able to say, hey, I'm feeling this. Let's work through it. Yeah. No, I agree. And back back to the two-step lessons. You know one thing I realized? That I normally take lead. That you can't count to four. <laughs> I'm like, God damn lady, work with me here. Our two-step lessons were a catastrophe. I'll put it that way. I enjoyed it, but... Trying to take those dance lessons was a catastrophe. You just got in your head because we've danced years and we've been fine. I've danced with people. I've actually been in competitions with people dancing. And so for, it just was a mess. Whatever the fuck happened to us, it, it, was, it, it set us back farther than it propelled us. 
All right, so let's talk about the one that's probably going to hit home hard with you is religion. Do you think religious has any religion has anything to do with slut shaming? Yes, because I was slut shamed growing up by my parents, by several people that I knew in the community. As you guys have known from our earlier on, I grew up very religious and I also was very active sexually. I mean to the point where I was by what I would wear was slut shamed. If I wore something too tight by my underwear, if I showed cleavage, my skirts were too short, if I dated multiple guys, I was slut-shamed. Did anybody see the Super Bowl commercial where Jesus was washing the hooker's feet and all that? There you go. Yeah. Religion plays a lot into it and also can be chastised. What There's some religions where you can be stoned to death, even to this day, for adultery. Yeah. So you can see where the religious stigmas come from. We met a Middle Eastern, uh, is she Indian? Swinger? Mm -hmm. And she was talking about the stigmas from her culture and religion that fall into lifestyle and how that would almost be punished by death in some of their countries. Yeah. Well, with that, social norms. That kind of ties into it, but takes religion out of it and just puts it into the realm of public judgment. Yeah. Like we were saying, if you're out at a bar and... You're flirting just with everyone and anyone. They're on Mac and like, oh my God, she's easy. She's this. She's that. Why is it not acceptable to enjoy your own sexuality? Why have we put such a stigma on that? It goes back to upbringing and religion. Yeah. This is the way we were brought up, so this is the way we're going to do it. Now, with that said, I do feel the new generations that are coming up um, are going to be more open than the way we were. Because I. this is crazy, but I'm... I'm a product of people that were raised and born in the 50s and 60s. So therefore, the way I wrote, I raised my children was a little more open. And so then I think my children's children are going to be a little bit more accepting and open. It's just going to take time. Well, here's one that's going to tie to both of us. Upbringing. While I didn't have the upbringing you did, my family was, or my parents, especially my mother, was very much, you know, from day one, sex is something two people in love do. Didn't necessarily say married, but something people in love do. Uh, can't say I've been in love with all my partners. No, and that's and I do think that that's one thing where a lot of the lifestyle, especially people when they first get into it, have to really retrain their head that you're not looking for you know a partner for children. You're not looking for a partner to take care of you. You're looking for a I call them sex toy at the time. And so that you have to rethink of how you've been raised on how to look for a sex partner. You're looking for which toy am I going to pull out and play with tonight? Tomorrow night, I'm going to play with a different toy because I want to try that one instead of this one. It doesn't mean that you're going to be married or hitched or, you know, in love with that toy. I can even say from some angles, you don't necessarily even have to like them. I was fixing this. I knew you were going to say that. I feel like you have to like them. Then, because if you don't like them, then you're going to have an ED issue. <laughs> That's great. We'll break out that uh, tent lube or whatever you're calling it that you're dousing me with. Firming, firming lube. Firming lube. It's firming lotion. I put it on my thighs. <laughs> now, do you think people can ever be totally unprogrammed or reprogrammed? after they've had that drilled in and depending on how strict their upbringing was? No, I do. I would say I'm a perfect example of this, mainly because even though we've been in this 20 years, it sometimes does take me back. I have to kind of sit back and think of 
it's okay to show PDA. It's okay to go and, you know, play with other people. And because for some times, like you, you know, like you'll have social anxiety. Well, I get in my head of, I'm horrible. I shouldn't be kissing that person in public because here I, my husband's there. Like I deal with that mentally. But then I think it's okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, I'm going to get personal with you on this one. Your parents were very strict <laughs> to the point of being abusive. Do you ever stop and think, what would my parents say if they found this out? Do you ever have that programming left in your head? Oh, yeah. Deadly afraid of what, it what still. Is it? Do you? Okay. Deadly afraid of it still. Just don't even want to have that Christmas talk? No. No. Because even when I divorced uh, my first husband and I was dating other people, the shame I felt about going out to the bars where you met me and, you know, what I was wearing, having a babysitter for me to go out. Yes. (laughs) And so for, I mean, just, I couldn't, it's hard. And I still feel shame thinking back when it comes to my parents. I guess on mine, I wouldn't worry if they found out. I don't think it'd break their hearts or make them angry with me at anything. They're old-fashioned, so they just wouldn't absorb it. I think even one time my mom was talking about us going to Miami or something. She's like, oh, we've narrowed it down that y'all are either in a cult or swingers. And I'm like, well, we've never sacrificed any animals. I don't know if that (laughs) helps you sleep better. No, but even on the the flip side, would it bother you if your children found out? Oh, one of them yes, one of them no. I guess our daughter's a lot more open-minded than our son. Our son wouldn't be able to comprehend it. He just doesn't. He's still, he's has a old-fashioned mentality. Our daughter's a little bit more progressive. So yeah. what would it bother me? It would, would I lose sleep over it? No, but I wouldn't mind having the conversation with one, and it would be a hassle with the other. Yeah. Because he always jumps to conclusions. He's a overthinker on everything. So For me, I don't think I would be ashamed if they found out or no. talking to them about it, and I, they wouldn't make me feel slut-shamed, although my son might. Tell me to go pray about it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with that. I don't want to have that conversation, man. I don't need to confess to a 21-year-old. Okay, let's dig deeper in this. On slut-shaming, do you think there's a sexism line between male and females, how they react and how they're treated? Oh, 100%. And I'm going to say that goes back to the way we were brought up, our upbringings. Like I said earlier, we're products of 50s. 60s, 40-year-old, or 40 generate, you know. Gotcha. For me, I feel like, and I hate to say this, but men can get away with more than women. So if you go to the bar and you're hooking up or dancing with whoever, making out, this and that, you, they're not going to say a lot about you. A girl does it, and after the second guy that she's bounced to, it's, oh my God, look at her. She's so loose. You can tell that I'm a okie saying loose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do they use that term for slutty in other areas? I don't know. I've never lived in any other areas that you haven't. <laughs> but am I wrong, though? No. And kind of where I was thinking on this is we've told our girl from day one, you can do anything a boy can do. But the deal is when they start hitting puberty, that view changes. You can't do the same shit that a boy does. You can't have 100 boyfriends. A guy would be considered a stud on the football team if he's nailing all the cheerleaders cheerleader would be considered a slut if she was banging the football team so there's that definite double standard there and that carries over to the adulthood as well and uh, do you you view guys or girls different based on the number that they've slept with i do not do you not if a guy slept with 100 and a woman slept with 100 you look at them equally now the way i was raised yes 
over years I have gotten rid of that because I just feel like it shouldn't matter. You know, people should be able to be sexual. Well, it's kind of kind of like this. It's okay for men to wear short tights or short shorts that are tight to the gym. A, a female wears biker shorts to the gym that maybe gives her a little bit of camel toe, goes up her butt. And I mean, still to this day, people are just like, oh my God, look at her over there with a sports bra and that outfit on. Am I wrong? No, you're totally correct. Last time I wore Daisy Dukes to the gym, they asked me not to come back. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a quick way to get out of a workout when I don't feel like it. Okay, well here, you've taken naked videos working out. If I go in and take naked pictures working out. I'm going to subscribe to that shit. They're going to say something to me, not you. Am I wrong? I think it's less acceptable for guys to do shit like that. than Because, again, women, it, we're getting off track, but women still drive the porn industry. And viewing of women still drive the porn industry. So that's a different topic. But something that you did bring up a good fact of is what women wear in public versus men. We're going to cover something a little different angle here on the slut shaming is victim shaming. And it can kind of uh, teeter in a fine line here. But let's look in the subject of rape. How many times have you heard, you know, probably even growing up, such and such was raped next town over, and people said, well, if she didn't walk around dressed like a slut, it wouldn't happen. Where does that fucking mind frame come from? Based on what you wear, you know, based on what you were wearing the other night, if you got raped, someone said well, she deserved it because of the way she's dressed. How fucked up is that? No, it's very fucked up. And for me, I feel like just because someone's feeling sexy or being, you know, even comfortable in their own sexuality and wearing what they want doesn't mean that they need to go and whoever can go and have sex with them. There's a difference in that. I don't think that we should shame people for how they dress or what they look like. To me, I just think that that, that leads into why we're doing it. doesn't mean they're being sexual. Just because I wear a sports bra or a corset with my boobs out doesn't mean I'm rubbing my breast with oil on them and being like, here, come jack off to them. But don't hit me in the face. I can't with you sometimes. <laughs> One thing you've always been good about preaching to our kids is nudity is not sexual. Yeah, no, 100%. And I have a problem with these people that say nudist, like you slut shaming them because they're naked. Being naked is not being sexual. That's natural. <laughs> but if we tell someone that we don't know, we went to the nude resort. Oh, first question, oh my God, are y'all swingers? Why? Why does being without clothes equate to us having sex with someone else? Now, granted, we do, but why, why do the two? Why do the two go hand in hand? It's just because of their upbringing. I think eventually we will slowly deprogram some of this stuff, but it's going to take a while. Everything takes generations and generations. Yes, and I think we're we are, still a long way from being at the forefront of anything. No, I think we're getting there slowly. I still think the world is backwards. I just don't think it wants to comprehend something that is not the norm. Well, but okay, so look at this. Look what Miley wore. What was it? The awards that she had on. She had some kind of little gold see-through weird outfit. Ten years ago, that wouldn't have been okay. How many people have we seen in see-through dresses now? But the women started burning their bras in the 60s or whatever in protest, and that's still a topic today. If a woman was to walk through the mall, you know, nipples perking, it's, and people are going to stop and stare and they're going to make comments. And this it's is because we've been programmed to say that nudity is sexual and it's not. So how are you saying we're evolving? 
I think that we're slowly getting there. Oklahoma has a law where you can be nude uh, topless. I remember one of the first car shows we went down to in Austin, went to the pizza joint there, and the girl was in a sheer top with no bra. And we're both like, whoa, welcome to Austin. Yeah. So, I mean, it is getting there. It's not going to be 10 steps forward, but there is a step. And eventually there's going to be another step. So I do think we're slowly getting there. The slut shaming, I that's going to be a hard one for us to get rid of because it's... We've been so programmed to slut shame. The news slut shames victims. And there's too many facets of it. It comes from every different direction as we're laying out here. Another facet that's kind of popular right now is let's talk about the phone, the Internet stuff, the nudes people send. Yeah, we've always encouraged our kids not to put anything out there that you would not want to see your grandmother to see. That's what I told the boy when he was old enough to (laughs) realize he had junk and had a camera on his phone. I just I told him that it will come back to bite you eventually. We've heard this in the lifestyle. People sharing intimate photos, we share it with another couple, and then they share it with other people. And then people blame us. Well, we shouldn't have shared it with them in the first place. No, that was between two people or four people, whatever the case is. We did not give consent to share it to everybody else. And, but it goes back to the, if you hadn't shared it, yeah, that's kind of the truth. But Well, but here's the thing is, if I'm giving you a piece of me, doesn't mean I'm giving a piece to everyone. And that's how you kind of have to look at these nude pictures or videos. I'm giving it, I'm trusting you, I'm giving it to you. It doesn't mean I'm giving it to everyone. All right, so let's bring it back to the lifestyle. I'm thinking of kind of a common issue. I'm going to say the unicorn. Let's touch on the unicorns. So where I want to go with this is I'm going to set this story up. We have friends that brought in a unicorn and the wife brought the unicorn in. And the wife initiated a lot of what all happened, brought her into the home, bought her a vehicle, brought her into the circles. In essence, became a part of a poly triplet. Yes. Then something happened, and I don't know the exact detail because it doesn't matter. And the wife left, but not without trying to slut shame the unicorn that came in that had... I'm going to say at this point, feelings towards the husband and and the wife, because she did say that it was kind of like a breakup. And so all the friends started slut shaming the unicorn. And I don't think that's right. From what we hear, the unicorn did everything she could not to be a third. Yes. Until the time was right for her. Yes. And then, as you mentioned, the wife ran off and now is blaming the unicorn as being a homewrecker. People are taking sides that, to us, when one of this happens, our advice is just stay neutral. Remain friends with both if you can. The only time we don't remain friends is in instances of domestic abuse. And we have to be pretty sure uh, even that before we take one of the other sides. There has to be really good indicators of it. So this is a, this is a hard one, especially when people start picking based on rumors. Well, and this kind of goes to almost touching into the cheating aspect of in the lifestyle because the husband and the unicorn were not cheating. The wife knew what was happening. And so you can't blame the unicorn and the husband for having an emotional connection when the wife was right there in the middle of it. Now, there obviously was something that had happened between the wife and the husband and a disconnect happened. And so I feel like The wife left, it should have been done. But the fact that the wife became toxic and started 
causing issues. And I think it was she's causing issues in the lifestyle because she's causing people to slut shame this girlfriend. And I don't think that that's fair at all to the unicorn. The girlfriend that's now becoming a wife. Yes. So it is a little bit different of a turn there. It's not like it's a rando spending the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And we see this all the time when couples kind of become poly with another couple. They might swap uh, partners or this and that. And you shouldn't slut shame any of the other partners. It is what it is. Well, that brings up a different angle. Is slut shaming different if we're talking about when you're single versus married? Because that's basically what's going on here. You're, you're slut shaming somebody that's already married and fixed to be married again. I do. I, I think that there is a difference. I think that when you're single... And this goes into the female female versus males. I think when you're single, males don't get uh, slut-shamed as much. Females automatically, automatically get slut-shamed. When you're married, I think men can still go sleep with whoever. And the wives get still slut-shamed, unfortunately, by other wives. I just wondered if it held a different stigma when you are in a couple, committed couple, doing this versus you're out there in the bar doing it as a rando. Hell, let me just ask you, have you ever been slut-shamed? You've got a sordid past. Yes. And let me even call it a sordid past, so I, I guess I'm judging you there. Have you? Yes, I have. I have been slut-shamed from teachers to parents to people that I thought were my friends to even boyfriends have slut-shamed me. And so to the point where I have been insecure about my sexuality. I know when we first got together, I would go in your local convenience store from where you used to hang out in high school, and there was Kimmy Flamingo gives good head. And I remember I used to get offended, but now I'm like, yeah, she really fucking does. So I guess now I'm kind of proud of it. <laughs> Funny thing is I think your sister's name was on that wall too. Yeah. Crazy part is I think your brother's name was on the wall, but it looked like his handwriting, so I think he just felt <laughs> left out. Guys would come up to me and say, are you as good as your sister? And I used to, two things, depending on who said it, I was either pissed that they even said it, or I was like, fuck yeah, I am. I'm better than her. But in the same sense, like, I should have never been in, they shouldn't have ever done that to me. I shouldn't be ashamed that her and I are both having sex or having, you know, oral sex with multiple people. A lot of the same people. I'm not going to lie because we were close to the same age. <laughs> have you ever been? Ugh, no, haven't fucked enough to, I, I think as a guy, I was made fun of because I didn't lose my virginity till I was 16. I remember when, you know, we're all in middle school, well, middle school, freshman year, that was a big deal. I felt like I was never going to get it. So I was on the opposite side of the scale. And then I was kind of with the same girl from 15 to 30. So there was not. And then you met me. Well, I had my, I had my little gap at the club and they kind of called me a hoe for a little bit because I, I'd go out on a lot of dates. I mean, I would try to isolate them from the bar. That didn't mean I was fucking even a small percentage of them, but, but I, 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 knew, I knew a bunch, I knew a bunch of girls and I was polite to them. And so it was not uncommon for me to go out for a drink or go to something with them. So, but the actual amount of sex, I mean, it was, I, I let everybody believe what they wanted. I, yeah. Like I do now, I'm not going to tell you yes or no, it's none of your business, but well, I, I knew a lot of girls. And that was a lot with me is that, um, a lot of people would say they had had sex with me just because it was commonplace. Yeah. And so I didn't want to say yes or no, because I was just like, fuck, if I say no, then they're going to really start making me feel like shit. Now, have you ever slut shamed someone? I think back to like middle school when all the girls were starting to become more sexually active. It didn't really bother me. So I 
I can't say I have. Now, years ago, you know, the number you slept with would have probably bothered me, or you know, that somebody's body count would have been an issue. Now I don't even put a second thought to it. I don't care. I'm hoping you got enough experience to be enjoyable. I'm hoping you got enough experience to be able to know what you want. I'm going to call you out on something. Go for it. I feel like you have done it. When we first got into the lifestyle, you kind of slut-shamed one of our good friends because she used to kiss everyone at the club, and you were like, God, I don't want you to be like her. Oh, I know where you're going with that. Now. Okay. That's slut-shaming. Yeah, it, it is. It's a different form that you don't think is. It is, but based on what I told you, I told you I don't want you to be like her. Now, where I was going with that is she would make out with, she was a very attractive girl. And even with this, we would probably still play with them. But she would make out with any Tom, Dick, or Harry. And she made out with some scabby-looking motherfuckers to the point that I'm like, you're 10 times out of that guy's league. Why would you? And, you know, when we, we called her on it a couple times. I guess we probably shouldn't have. <laughs> but she was like, oh, yeah, it's just easier to kiss them than uh, have to tell them no. I'm like, and I told you, I don't want you being like that. Well, now, if you kissed every guy in the fucking uh, party the other night, I'd been fine with that. That wouldn't have bothered me at this point one bit. You know, early and, on, and that's the difference is how we've grown over time, and we rethink about how we feel about certain things. Now, I'll be honest. If if you're making out with somebody that I think scabby, I'm gonna call you out on it. I'm just gonna be like, I don't think I think you're way above his uh, pay grade or quality. Whatever. So, you like say. I always say, know your worth. Know your worth. Yeah. If yeah, if you're making out with somebody that I I'd be in question on, I'm not gonna yank you up by the hair, but I'm like, ooh, babe, that's just kind of a no go. Find somebody better. Very, very judgmental. And I'm not, we're not going to sit here and pretend like we're, lifestyles aren't judgmental people. But yeah. that's, that's, we shouldn't that. be, but we, do, we are. And that goes to have I ever done it? Yes. I'm going to admit I have done it. Um, I try not to do it. And give an example. Oh. What's, what's the, is there one particular bad one or just a generalization no. that you can think of? No, there's, I mean, sometimes I hate to say it as females, you're a little bit catty. Kind of like I was saying earlier, you'll see someone, Maybe their ass is out. The girl being fingered on the dance floor. Like, it, it's easy as a female to say something catty about it. But you can't say you haven't done it. No, I said that I've done yeah. it. But I try not to. I don't mean it. And that's the thing is, I don't necessarily mean it, but it's just programmed to be catty about it. Because I think, okay, the girl on the dance floor. I did not. Let's let's be honest. I didn't, but I'm giving this as an example. It was like, my friend was like, oh, my God, look at that girl over there. And I was like, oh, yeah, it would have been easy for me to have been like, oh, yeah, I saw her getting fingered by that guy over there, too. Or that's not her husband or, you know what I mean? Just to start the little drama. I think it's easy to fall into that. And that's slut shaming that girl. But in reality, that's it's hard to deprogram from that. And I work on that a lot. I'll say that. People talk. So. And people yeah. have opinions. It's just sometimes keeping your opinions to yourself is the best procedure. Yeah. Well, like in that situation, what would have benefited me from saying anything about her? And that's what my friend was just, my friend was doing it because she was shocked. Yeah. You know. Oh my she, God, look at that. I've never seen a girl feel yeah. fucked on the dance floor. Yeah. Where it would have been easy for me to be catty and it wouldn't have benefited me from, from that. You know, because like the guy was interesting to me, but he didn't do that to me on the dance floor. But, you know, so I just... It's sometimes it's hard not to do it because we're so programmed to slut shame. It is such a natural thing in our head and it shouldn't be. Well, I'm going to spin this a little bit different direction since we're winding this down. Why I wanted to cover this topic is I have found myself literally slut shaming myself. And where I'm going with this is 
as you mentioned, some of these solo dates I'm going on, it's not where we started off. We started off couples play. I'm kind of doing my own thing. There are certain ones that I feel guilty with or different after I've played with. You know, if, if it's someone that's a regular friend of ours or a regular playmate, it doesn't affect me as bad. But if the issue of a rando, I've literally taken that out of my mind now. Hey, it was nice that you approved it. If things had been different, if you were the type that's like, hey, go fuck this girl and tell me about it, I think it would be hot, I would probably run wild. But you, you know, yours is kind of a, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with you doing it. I don't feel it's as a supportive, and I'm not saying that you don't give me support here. But from my own mental standpoint, I'm like, hey, I'm out here chasing randos. I'm not sure this is where I want to go with our journey. Yeah, no. And it goes into how we're programmed. And I think I do think over time we adjust our thoughts on stuff, which is good. You need to. You need to. But you shouldn't slut shame yourself. You should feel like, hey, I have this option. I, I can be sexual if I want to be. If you're out there just to have sex, just to have sex, then what else is going on? You're missing something. Okay, but I enjoy sex. So why is that part bad? It, it's not bad. I'm not looking for a connection. I'm just sometimes looking for an in and out and satisfy myself, hopefully satisfy her and be done. As selfish as that sounds. No, and that's okay. And that's the reason that we've changed the way we're doing stuff, but you still... There's slut-shaming and me shaming myself. I'm worried about my sexual satisfaction, and you're saying it's okay. So, you know, in essence, I am literally slut-shaming myself. That Because you've been programmed to feel that way. I'm not supposed to enjoy myself. I'm not supposed to do something just for my own pleasure or benefit of it. And I've said this before, is how people are in the lifestyle, how they fish or hunt, however you want to say it, for play partners. Trolling. Trolling is based off how they were younger. Because for me, I was so detached from sexual contact with people that I'm almost that way in the lifestyle. And I'll be honest, I have a lot of men say, I don't know if she's interested in me. It's because of the way I was younger, where I couldn't show interest because the minute I showed interest in someone, then I was a whore for being interested in that guy. And so it's hard for me in the lifestyle to show interest into a guy. And I feel like with you, you were slower getting to know people and kind of taking your time sexually. So therefore, you felt guilty or you feel guilty about, I want to go have sex with that girl. I'm going to go have sex with that girl. You don't have that programmed where it's... I feel guilty because I'm trying, to, because I'm skipping the connection part and just yes. like, hey, let's... Because you were raised to have the connection part. Wow, that's an interesting thought. Where, like, for me, I'm going to be very honest. I probably, younger, had sex with multiple partners in a day, and it meant nothing to me. And so that's hard in the lifestyle because I do care about a lot of these people we do have sex with. Yeah. And we, we've had people slamming us because we use the word toy. We used a, a word toy about a couple of ours that sometime that was our regular toys. Yeah. And I've had people be like, that's so disconnected, detached. That's kind of cold to the people. Well, I'm, I'm hoping they viewed us the same way. Lee and Kim are our fuck toys. They're friends, but we know what we're there for. Yeah. Well, we have a couple that we're good friends with right now, and you've given me permission to play with them alone. And I I feel like I I don't know if I want to because it's hard for me. No, because I think we are such good friends and I'm so disconnected sexually. And I know that I just don't want to make them feel like I don't care the next time they see me. Like I, I struggle mental. I mean, I know we always talk about your mental stuff, but yeah. I am a onion, like an onion and an onion kind of deal. I, psychiatrists hate talking to me. 
Well, I laugh that it feels like sometimes we have our shit together, and then you were even talking about slut-shaming yourself versus, you know, with our yeah. couple stuff. Should I be doing this? If we've been doing this 20 years, and if that thought still pops in your we're I don't know if we ever totally deprogram, and I, I don't know if that's a good or bad that you can't deprogram your upbringing. I feel like I, I try, and I try and try, and it's not to the point where I'm like, oh, God, we need to step away, but it is at times, it's like I have a weak moment, and I think, oh, God. But that doesn't mean that the next time I'm out next weekend that I'm not like, yeah, let's do this. We brought up the fact that there's some months, especially during the summer, we'll go to naughty New Orleans, we'll go to this takeover. We're like, man, we've had like 10 partners in a week and a half time here. Yeah. You know, some of them, you know, pool party, sometimes three people a day. And, and then we th- might have we'll six be, months of yeah. nothing. There's times after that we've been like, I think we need to just step back. You know, we both agreed that let's take a break, reconnect, go at it again. Not that there's anything wrong with what we're doing, but man, we've been going hard with other people. Let's reconnect. Yeah, and that and for me that boils down to what's been programmed into my head where I just think, God, you know You've hold it up. Slow I've hold it up. I need to slow down. Okay, we need to wind this down. I think we've covered it pretty full. But one thing I wanted to talk about is we we'll admit it's out there. We admit we do it. How do we help either curb it or stop it? This is kind of a hard one. Um because we are programmed. And you can say I don't do it, but if you sit back and then you start thinking, I've done it, I've done it. I think the first thing is verbally acknowledging, acknowledging it. Because you brought mm-hmm. up a couple of things, you know, me telling you I don't want you to be like that girl. Hey, that's slut shaming on both. I don't, I'm slut shaming you and I'm slut shaming her. So how do, how do we work through situations? Again, bringing it to the attention is the first thing. Because yeah. if you bring something to someone's attention, they're going to realize you're calling them out politely or not. Well, just like the girl that was being fingered, it could be that I don't really mean it. I wouldn't care about it. But if I had said something, it would have just been being catty and I wouldn't have meant it. And so I think that you need to be aware of it and just you don't need to say something if you don't need to. Or your conversation with your friend. Did you see the girl getting fingered on the dance floor? Yeah. What would you think about that? Oh, I thought it was awesome. Or yeah, you're, you're, you're you're bringing it to attention. So you're kind of acknowledging which... Yeah, it was Which I was did. I, and that's what when she said it to me, I was just like, oh, yeah. I was like, there's no telling what you'll see here. I was like, everyone's just free to do what they want. Like, they feel good about it. And it, by setting that up, you're not slut shaming. You're just like, this is, you're in our environment. So get yeah. used to it. Or, you know, it's best you go to next door to the other bar. Yeah, you're not going to fit in if you don't, if you're not okay with seeing some of this stuff. And so I don't feel like we're, I, and I am using that girl because it's an easy example. Yeah. Um, but it could have been, I could have shamed her. And I didn't. I was just like, I acknowledged it. And then I kind of curved it. It was like, yeah, you, there's no telling what you'll see. There, you'll probably see someone giving head over there, you know, and just kind of go on. Because it's okay to be sexual. It's okay to be nude and not be sexual. Like there's so many things that we shame and you don't even realize sometimes you're shaming something. And you just have to acknowledge it and do better next time. Because like I said, I know sometimes I'll fall into it because I've been so programmed to do it. And if you're not prepared to see it and accept it, then why the fuck are you in this space? You're, you're in the wrong area. Yeah. Why would you put someone down when you're in a lifestyle that is about sex? So let people be free to be sexual. Let people free to have their own kink. Let people to be free to... Be who they want, whichever toy they want to pull out and how many toys they want to pull out. Let them do that. 
They can stuff all those toys in in one day and it doesn't hurt you one bit. Exactly. So in conclusion, I want to say, rethink how you're shaming people because we shouldn't be. Think of if you're actually doing it or not. Think Again, that's the first part is identifying, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Yeah, because you might not realize you're doing it just because you're so programmed. So let's wrap it up. So take us out of here. What do you say? Let's go Flamingo. So if you'd like to join us and find out what events we're at, you can reach us through our social medias, which include Twitter or the X. Nope. Too much titties and ass on that one. Or what about Instagram? Not enough titties and ass. Well, how about Facebook? All right. I guess that is more of our speed. Last and not least, what about OnlyFans? Yes, you probably have one. No, we don't have one. I'm just kidding. Yet. Yeah, you're probably going to get one. (laughs) Because you need calming tea. I need Prozac. Yes. Will the dog loan me some? Yes. It's actually a human dose. I can give it to you. Little blue pills in there. (laughs) Give the dog Viagra. Those are big blue pills. (laughs) Prozac are little blue pills.